Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sticky Sports Side. This sports-based podcast dives into huge matchups, betting, and everything that you know and love on a weekly basis. One half of the duo, Phil, is a statistics betting sharp who loves overs and underdogs. The second half of the duo is Noah, a man of much sarcasm and little to no self-control. Welcome, and let's get into it. to another episode of Sticky Sports Side. We got football, football, football. That's all we're going to talk about today, per usual. A lot of new teams, actually the most that we've had in the season, or in a week so far in college football season, enter the top 25. Phil, you want to comment on a couple of those teams? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, are we just talking about teams that are entering the top 25, or are we just talking about the top 25 in general? Well, just just some statement wins for some teams in the top 25, and yeah, the teams that entered as well via statement wins. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, some statement wins. Uh, Wake Forest, which, by the way, your boy called. Love that for me. Um, Oklahoma State had a really good uh, game. UCLA really made a statement, and I think they are now, what, in the top 20? Uh, so yes, they are 18, I believe. Yeah, which they came all the way from not rank, so huge. Ole Miss... Huge uh, win there. Kansas. Um, and I think the biggest one might be TCU. Uh, absolute, and I understand Oklahoma didn't have their starting quarterback. So not an asterisk, but a great win for them. Um, I do think the national media might be overreacting just a tad bit, but that's okay. Um, and then Syracuse had a big win. But overall, I think the rankings pretty much um, uh, reflect what happened this weekend. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, you touched on every team that, that really made a statement this past weekend. Syracuse, funny enough, beat uh, Wagner. I didn't even know they had a Division One football team. It probably isn't even Division One, but that game was like 59 nothing. So they're like the one that entered the top 25 that really didn't have a, a test to get here. Um, once again, Phil, I can continue to call him Michael Penis whenever we do talk about Washington. Yeah, yeah Washington really oh. screwed the pooch, and I hate them for it, so. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, Michael Penis kept his nickname alive, and I couldn't be happier. So, I mean, just to touch on some other things, uh, Bryce Young went down with a shoulder injury, which usually I would be like super worried and be like oh my god the returning high has been and and to be honest that's what most of the college football world was saying Alabama dropped 23 straight points to Arkansas and we're only up by one score and on a big play on third and 14 Jalen Milrow who I, I hadn't heard of him I don't really think we hear of Alabama's backups ever because it it appears like I feel like their number number one guys never get injured whether it's like late in the season um he stepped up in a big way, had like an 80-yard run, got tackled in the five, and that really set the tone for the rest of the football game. And they ended up uh, getting inspired from that play and blowing Arkansas out towards the end there. So I'm excited to see what happens with this Jalen Milrow guy, if Bryce Young is to miss time. But um, he's currently day-to-day, so. Well, I think that, um, you know, as great as it was to see someone like that step up when they given the chance, 
He's obviously not the starting quarterback for a reason. So uh, let's see what happens when a good defense actually game plans to see him, right? So that's where I'm at with it. Arkansas was never expecting to see this kid play. He has a little bit of a different skill set than Bryce Young. So let's see what happens when a good defense actually game plans to see him. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at with some of these overreactions. Alabama's Alabama. Look, they have talent. The kid's talented. I'm not trying to say he's not. He's not Bryce Young. Otherwise, he'd be starting. So let's see what happens. That's all. Let's. It's yep. kind of wait and see. I'm not ready to crown him anything yet. Yeah, Alabama has a, I would say, toughish matchup up against A&M, but nothing too crazy. A&M's 3-2. and two. Well, A&M's got a good so defense. They, they should be fine. A&M's got a good defense, so uh-huh. I think it will be a good test for that young quarterback. Yeah. And like I said, um, Bryce Young hasn't been ruled out this weekend, so well, I guess we will just see what kind of happens along with that. Um, going and staying in the SEC, we have Georgia who really struggling. just struggling. pulled out a miracle. They took the lead with like five, five to seven minutes left remaining in the game. Didn't um, look good. They were down to Missouri, who is a bottom two SEC team. Yeah, didn't is, look good. Didn't look is, good. Was Georgia overhyped to start the season and even through the first three weeks? Like, are they deteriorating before our eyes? I, I'm not sure if it's that. As and I know I'm probably going to get a lot of golf for this. First of all, Oregon was breaking in a brand-new quarterback who I know Bo Nix isn't a brand-new quarterback in college football, but he's a brand-new quarterback in that system. Um, Georgia's defense is still good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're not. I don't think they are what they were last year, but I'm not sure if we're ever going to see a college football defense like that again. Um, I think Georgia might have had an overreaction to that Oregon win. Um, because I think if they played Oregon now, it would be a different story. I'm not saying Oregon would win. I'm not ready to go out on that limb yet. But I think it would be a game. Uh, and But I don't know. Georgia, let's see if it ends up being a trend right now. I'm still willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. But if they do not blow out, who are they playing this weekend again? Someone they should handle. I know that. Georgia is playing Auburn. Yeah, yeah, you know, Penn State blew out Auburn at Auburn. If Georgia does not blow out Auburn and cover the 30-point spread, I'm kind of wondering what's going on with UGA at this point. You know what I mean? I think really what they're looking for, spread or not, they're just looking to win this game convincingly and kind of get people back on the mindset that Georgia is for real this season. So, But I don't know if that win excited. alone does that because Penn State has already done that, and people are saying we're pretenders. So, yeah. I don't and, know if that, that does that. This, this next part, um, I know we were chatting about this a bit earlier. Do Penn State fans need to worry about the team, or was this really just kind of an effect of, of the weather? Or should we, should we be worried about our turnover rates? I know we turn over teams at a high rate, but should we be worried about the ball security of our young running backs? No, I do not think so, because I think this was a fluke. Uh, due to the weather. If you look at the rest of our season, we had turned over the ball, I believe, once. So, before this game. And, of course, you're going to be like, oh, well, there was five turnovers. Well, okay, I was there. The weather was awful. It did account for a few of those turnovers. I'm not saying Penn State played a good game. I'm not saying they shouldn't have beat Northwestern by 40. I'm not saying that. What you can take comfort in is they rushed for 220 yards when Northwestern knew we were going to run the ball, right, because of the weather, and they couldn't stop it. Um, What you can also take comfort in is that these running backs, when the weather has been good, have not fumbled. 
So for me, to me, until it's proven otherwise, it's one game. It's a fluke. I'm not saying don't emphasize these running backs to take care of the ball because they need to. But I'm not going to condemn them either after one game when a far bigger sample size has already happened and that hasn't happened. You know what I mean? No. No, I totally understand that. Um, So we're going to get into a couple of the big matchups this weekend. There's three ranked matchups this week, and that's kind of all we're going to get into. Outside of these matchups, there's really not anything too intriguing across the college football landscape. I'm sure there's some of you that will be like, oh, but my team's playing. If you want us to talk about your team, DM us on any of our social media platforms, Sticky Sports Side on TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram. Just feel free to shoot us a message, and we'll chat about whatever you want us to talk about. Yes, um, absolutely, because, guys, like, we want to give you guys content that you want to hear. Like, so if you want to hear about a certain team, say something. Me and Noah will dig into it if we don't know a ton about that team. Or, you know, maybe it's a team we already know a ton about, and we'll give you guys insight. Whatever. Yep. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll definitely give you the content that you enjoy hearing as well. So we'll jump into the first matchup. This is a SEC matchup. Tennessee's facing another difficult opponent in a row after their bye week, going to LSU to play in Death Valley. Um, we're not really going to we'll, – we'll, we'll get a little bit into the betting aspects, but Phil and I are going to start transitioning to more of a overall looking at the game's scope. Um, who's the better team, who's going to win the matchup. And then we will touch at the end what we would bet on this game. Well, and um, I, no, I, I, I'll, I also just want to say, if people want to know like our betting advice and we don't go too much into a game or whatever, you, like we just said, you can always DM us. We will give you what we think of a game, even if, you know, whatever. We're not betting it personally. We'll give you what we would bet if we were. So, yeah. And obviously, if there's something we aren't betting, it's not – we don't have the utmost confidence in it, but we will exactly. Well, we will let you know whether or not we would be betting that game. Obviously, um, complete. Um, yeah, a- absolutely. And to a finer point, though, I will say I think Tennessee wins this handily. Uh, that that's where I'm at. They're coming off a bye week. LSU just struggled to beat Auburn in a tough game in Jordan Hare. I think Tennessee is going to be fresh, ready to go. Uh, Hendon Hooker, guys, a monster at quarterback. That offense, Hypel schemes people open. I'm not sure if LSU can keep up. That's where I'm at. Yeah, and that passing game of Hendon Hooker is going to look a little bit better. Seven Banks, who's a, a star in college football right now, um, the top corner for LSU is going to be out. And also, Jaden Daniels, people are like, oh, my God, he's so good. He's playing for this SBC school. He's if not. you look back one year, he played for Arizona State. Yeah, he had like an 8-4 and four season one year. He's not the answer, and he's not going to continue to put up these numbers against these solid SEC teams. So, yeah. there you go. Uh, I like Tennessee to win this football game as well. I do think they cover minus three. Yeah, uh, agreed with that. Um, let's go ahead and go into TCU-Kansas. Uh, I know me and Noah are going to disagree a little bit on this, but um, I, I like Kansas to – I I think I like – Kansas to win and I know everybody's going to look at me like I'm crazy because Kansas had a couple close games but it is at home in Kansas I do believe in Jalen Daniels not to be confused with Jaden Daniels Um, he's a talented talented guy I think TCU's defense isn't that good I I just I like Jalen Daniels in this spot at home as an underdog 
Okay. I, like, here's the thing. I do love this Kansas team. It's been, um, I think 2008 was their last winning season, or last time they went to a bowl yes. game. So it's nice to see a team actually step up after about 15 years of being just awful. Um, I, 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 To be honest, I'm going to be rooting for Kansas in this game. TCU looked dominant against Oklahoma, which I do think Oklahoma was overrated to start the year. They also didn't um, have their starting quarterback. Yeah, he got knocked out in early in that game in like the first quarter, but their defense is Swiss cheese. It's got holes all over it. I do think Kansas has the offensive prowess to kind of open that up, and Kansas does have a solid defense this season. The one thing that I do like in this game is the over. It's set high already. It's in the high 60s. Um, I believe it's 68 and a half, but I would honestly take this game. I think this is a shootout. ECU can put up points. Kansas can put up points. And neither one of these defenses is outstanding. So I like I like the over in this game. Uh, and I love Kansas plus seven because I think even if Kansas does lose, even though I have a feeling they're going to win in Kansas. By the way, this is the biggest game Kansas has had in I don't know how long. So that stadium is going to be packed. Um I don't know. I, I think Kansas, even if they lose, can backdoor cover very easily against this TCU defense. So Lawrence will be rocking this weekend, that's for sure. I'm and actually, I can't, I actually can't wait to watch this game. UCLA playing at home again, coming off a huge win against Washington, where they just, uh, to be fun, to be fair, Washington like kind of made that a game towards the end and, and, and forced UCLA to get a first down so they couldn't get the ball back. But so UCLA dominated that entire game. Um, and then they're facing the Pac-12 favorite to enter the season, Utah. Utah has looked very solid since that first loss against Florida. Where do you think this game is going to head? Uh, I like UCLA um, just because – or no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I don't like – that was stupid. I like Utah. Um, UCLA, I understand they just beat Washington. I think there was an overreaction to Washington beating a bad Michigan State team. Uh, Michigan State has proven they are not good. So that win is kind of, I'm not saying it's null, um, but it doesn't look like the win it was. You know what I mean? It's not as impressive. Yeah, so, and the fact that UCLA beat Washington, I'm not as impressed with now. Um, Once again, UCLA's home stadium, not much. You know, Utah's already played at Florida, which I think is a much more, obviously, uh, hostile environment. Utah's got plenty of experience at quarterback. I'm not a big believer in UCLA's defense. Uh, Utah money. Utah will win. Utah will win. I have confidence in that. Um, the line is set currently at three and a half. I do like Utah to win this game as well. They do have the experience. Cam Rising took Ohio State, a very talented Ohio State team, to the line just earlier this year. Um, don't get me wrong. Thompson Robinson, the quarterback for UCLA's guy, had a lot of talent, ball skills. They have... A really tall wide receiver. His name, it's funny enough. His name's Jake Bobo. I think that's a really funny last name. Um, UCLA was fun to watch the other night. They can put up points, but so can Utah. And Utah's got a better defense. Yeah, Utah's got a better defense. Utah by far has a better defense than UCLA. Um, I'm taking Utah on the points here, minus three and a half. I think, honestly, this game could, I'm not going to say get ugly, but I see this being a double-digit win for Utah. Um, and UCLA is going to drop right outside the top 25, probably where they should be. Also, I think this is just a, an emotional spot for a young UCLA team. Uh, just got a big win, right? Uh, I think this is going to be a tough little letdown for them, so I just see that happening as well. Yeah. All right, and Phil, is your team a destiny in college football this week? Absolutely it is.
All right, guys, my team of destiny this week, the Kansas Jayhawks. I love them as a seven-point underdog. I'm really starting to believe in Kansas, not only just their basketball team, but their football team. Jalen Daniels is a upcoming star, rising star. TCU's defense is not good. They are at home. This is the biggest game in Lawrence in a very, very long time. I'm taking Kansas plus seven, definitely. I'm going to sprinkle some money line. I'm already going to tell you guys that. Hopefully, I'm not wrong. This is the biggest risk I've taken in Team of Destiny this year. I'm undefeated so far. I just like this spot. Kansas has their backs against the wall. They can still play there, the underdog card, and they're at home, which what I think is going to be a rocking stadium there for the first time in a long time. So give me the Jayhawks. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk, baby. Oh, now I got to bet on Kansas. Phil's undefeated this season, so I'm going to trust again. But yeah, we'll go. use that as a segue into the NFL today. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll just go over a couple big things. Just real quick, let's touch on the Tua injury. How do you feel about the handling of all that? I'm going to say I'm pissed off because he really didn't show any human decency in keeping him safe. They used a bylaw in the NFL concussion protocol to make it a judgment decision from one of their team doctors to even let him go in against the Bills. And then they let him play the following week knowing he had a concussion. Yeah, I... You know, as much as they're saying it was like a back injury or whatever it was, um, I don't really believe that as someone who, and I'm not trying to throw around my weight at all, but I am a healthcare professional and I literally, you know, diagnose injuries in a work setting. So all I'm saying is if I had an employee, right, who was stumbling around like Tua, um, they would not be working. (laughs) So... The fact that he came in four days later and started a football game, whether it's a back injury or not, I think is crazy. Uh, But I don't think it was a back injury. And I know everybody's going to be like, oh, Phil, you're not a doctor. It doesn't take a doctor to see someone stumbling. Okay? Um, You don't don't stumble (laughs) like that from a back injury. Okay, that's that's all I'm going to say. If anyone wants to defend this Dolphins organization, I will go against you 100% of the time. They have... They've been one of the worst organizations in the NFL in terms of just, like, covering shit up. And I agree. It just, I don't respect this organization. I don't hate the football team, don't get me wrong. No, I, I actually enjoy the Dolphins team. Like, I mean, I really do. I think they're a great feel-good story this year. I don't think Tua should have been playing, though. That's, that's one of that. I totally agree with that. I, I, don't, I don't think any of our listeners are going to disagree with that take. So, um so we'll get back in. The Ravens blew another lead. Bills came back. Uh, nothing really too much to say about that. I'm but is but are the Ravens that. making a habit of that? I just want to like because that's a couple times this year already. Yeah, we'll we'll touch on that a little bit later. I have uh, something special in the works for there. Okay. The Eagles are the last unbeaten team after the Dolphins fell Thursday night and uh, the Giants had lost the previous week. So nothing too much to say there. Nice comeback win. Um, honestly, came back in the first half against the Jaguars after going down 14. Which I still believe still the Jaguars are a good team. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Still think yeah. they're a good team. I, I will give them credit. The Eagles looked good. Defense kicked in, turned over the ball. The Eagles have a real shot wins. this year. The Eagles have a real shot this year. They have a good defense, really good defense. And then the Chiefs Sunday night looked really dominant offensively against that Buccaneers team who really haven't had a test against that defense but you see the first good offense came in and hung 41 on them so Chiefs are a really really solid team this season defense needs to improve if they want to fight for a Super Bowl but it looked impressive 
Uh, yeah, Tom Brady down bad. He's in the middle of a divorce, allegedly. Um, he also just got his shit handed to him by fucking Patty Mahomes. So, uh, you know, whatever. Tom Brady, go figure your shit out, dude. Maybe, like, I don't know, don't lose the hottest woman in America. Maybe that will help your mojo. I don't fucking know. I don't know okay. how you screw that she's up. the hottest woman in America is... No, no I don't care, dude. An no, no, he... He had his fucking baked goods baked, baby. Like, all he had a woman who makes more money than he does, by the way, which is insane because Tom Brady makes a shit ton of money. And she's a model. And this motherfucker's fucking it up. I'm on Giselle's side. I'm Team Giselle. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, honestly, that's uh, that would be... Get t shirt to make t- hashtag team Giselle. I'm and, uh, actually, I might do that. I don't care. Going. Yeah, I don't care. I might do it. I'm team Giselle. All right, I do want to get into Kemi Pickett finally got the reins, and I understand he threw three picks, but that is a very misleading stat. He definitely outplayed Mitch Trubisky. That offense, that is the first time they've shown they've had life all season. Yeah, and I can't disagree with you um, at all there. Kenny Pickett showed the most promise, as you just said, that the offense has shown all season. Uh, actually, uh, Pro Football Focus ranked those three interceptions as non-turnover plays, meaning that was not the quarterback's fault in those. Yep, I And agree. I think he could have given uh, a little bit more of a chance on that first one to... Yeah, but I will say... Cool, but also... He's got to go up and he's got to go up and get it. He's got to go up and get it. If that's like, and I'm not saying they're the same thing. He's got a similar body type to Mike Evans. Mike Evans goes up and gets that and helps Tom Brady. That's all I'm saying. Well, the, only, the only thing I got to mention about that throw, he underthrew him, but Claypool's job there is to cut on a dime and run back through the ball, and he just sat there and waited for it and let the defensive back. Given he had the ball in his hands, the defensive back back made a solid play, so it wasn't a drop from him per se. But uh, I will say, I, I'm going to argue that Kenny Pickett underthrew it on purpose because it was not open if he threw it, like, leading the receiver. The defensive back was in a great spot. The underthrow yeah, was, was the only chance. Yeah, the route for Claypool. Who, yeah. Claypool's a whole different story. He's been disappointing since he got the By the way, George Pickens, though, real quick, not disappointing. Give that guy all the fucking no. playing time. And he's a des- – uh, I'm going to say he's not – after his catch a couple weeks ago against the Browns, he's been a hot pickup in uh, fantasy leagues. But he, if he's still on your waiver wire, make sure to go scoop him because he's not because I I drafted him. A good connection. I drafted him. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, there you go. I mean, your team is uh, slim pickings, uh, bitch. Yeah, so I, I, the Steelers are going to get bum fucked this weekend, no matter what they play the Bills. But Kenny Buffalo, Pickett can so. show some things. That's what I'm looking for. Yes. I do think the Steelers have a chance of not having a losing season. I think they could maybe make a run at playoffs, but I don't see it starting this week. I also think that they have a chance of covering the spread just because it's going to be a big spread. That's all. Yeah. I don't think they're going to win. Set at 14 right now. I I just want to make that clear. I don't think they're going to win. No. I'm I'm not saying that. All right. um, So who we got next? Yeah, matchups. Who we got? So we have three matchups we're going to chat about. Okay. Um, they're all like mid-afternoon to, to later night okay. and into Monday. Uh-huh. So we have Cowboys at Rams is the first one. Dak is more than likely trending towards not playing this weekend. So it's going to be Cooper Rush again, who's 3-0, playing against a Rams team who just very much struggled against a 49ers team. They don't the have an O-line. The Cowboys, I would argue, is 
better than the 49ers. Some people might give me shit for that. But I think that's going to create matchup problems for this Rams team. So I could see this being a very, very competitive game. I could, can, can I say I could see this being a low-scoring game? Because, like... I'd agree with that. The Rams' line is hurt. And Micah Parsons yeah. might be... He's definitely a top-three pass rusher in the NFL at this point. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't see that going well, and I know that's, like, super obvious. Everybody's like, oh, well, that's super obvious. Well, sometimes don't overthink it, guys. Like, you just saw the Rams not be able to score 10 points against the 49ers defense, who I agree are good, but that O-line is letting everybody through. It's like Obama's immigration policy. You can Jesus come in. Christ. You can come in. You can come in. You know, like, that's where I'm at. Um. Uh, yeah, so if, if I'm looking at this from a betting perspective, I think the Cowboys keep it close, and I don't care if the Rams are playing at home. Uh, Cowboys are five-and-a-half-point dogs. I like them covering that spread. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, can we go Bengals at Ravens? Because I think that's actually going to be a good good matchup. Um, yeah, Ravens are three-point favorites right now playing at home. I'm not taking Ravens' I, spread anything until they prove they can fucking hold a lead. I'm serious. I mean Yeah, yeah. I would honestly, I might sprinkle some on Bengals' money line. They're looking impressive as of late, and the Ravens are not. They're kind of two teams trying in opposite directions. So give me the Bengals here on the money line. I just think Burrow starts opening up. The Ravens have the worst secondary in the NFL. Um, They give up the most passing yards, and that's one thing that the Bengals can do is throw the football to... I know I could use a big day from Jamar Chase. That's all I know, so... High scoring game, I do see this... Going over the 48 and a half, but give me Bengals money line. Um, Raiders at Chiefs. I think that is an interesting matchup. I know the Raiders haven't had a good start to the season. Um, I don't know. The Raiders just always seem to give the Chiefs their best game. You know what I mean? So, I. There's no matchup, man. Yeah, and I think Derek Carr is going to be able to move the ball with Devontae Adams um, on that Chiefs defense, who. It's tough playing as a defense for Patrick Mahomes because he scores too quickly sometimes. I will say that. But the Chiefs, I still – I don't think they have a good defense. I think they have an average defense. I think the Raiders make this game close. I'm not saying they win. I just – I see them putting up a good amount of points. That's what I'm really trying to say. Yeah, and this game, it is going to be up to – and it's going to sound weird. The availability of Hunter Renfro this weekend – the Chiefs have a couple good corners that if matched up on Devontae, I know he's still going to eat, he's still a good guy, but if they can even shut him down to like 70, 80 yards, no touchdowns, which is a, still a good game for a wide receiver, this uh, this Raiders team's going to need someone else to step up. Waller hasn't been the same player this season. Jacobs finally got something going on the ground game this past weekend, which is a good sign for them. I am not going to comment on this spread at all. Divisional matchups get a little freaky. I don't know. I, I probably won't bet this game unless I see something glaring that ends up happening. But Hunter Renfro is going to open up opportunities. The Chiefs don't have good coverage linebackers. And, and if Renfro is playing, I, I would possibly take Raiders plus seven in this game. <clears throat> All right, fair enough. Uh, I think I like Raiders plus seven because I could see a backdoor cover happening as well. Um, I could see, you know, the Chiefs being up 10 with like, you know, three minutes left. Raiders score a touchdown, then Chiefs run out the clock. You know what I mean? So I could see that plus seven actually hitting very nicely. Um, what do you? What What are we getting into next? Is it your bad take, or do we have more to talk about? 
Uh, bad take, and then if we wanted to give a lock or two this this uh, coming up weekend for any of these sports that we just absolutely want our our listeners to take, if they are betters, then yep. we can do that. But bad take of the week. So, bad take of the week. John Harbaugh needs to be on the hot seat. And I think if he blows one more game, he needs to get fired. Is that... I know that's a really, really hot take. Um, I I hate the Ravens, so anything that causes them misery. So you're not going to get an argument out of me here. I literally that's just fine. hate the Ravens. And I also hate the Harbaugh my, brothers. My point here is Harbaugh single-handedly. I don't want to hear the Ravens collapse or anything. The Ravens were a really good team last year. Even without Lamar Jackson, they were able to pick up a couple big victories. Um, quite frankly, I was, I will say I was personally at a game last year where the Ravens had all of the momentum late in that game and ended up scoring a touchdown. And I know they're playing in Pittsburgh, and the, the thing is go for two if you're away, play it safe if you're at home, go for, but go for the win. He kicks the extra point. He has, number one, he has the best field goal kicker of all time. I don't think anyone can argue Justin Tucker is the best field goal kicker of all time. You have the most reliable guy in football to get you points. And you consistently go away from him because I don't know if Harbaugh thinks he he's got huge balls for doing what he does. But once again, he's cost them about three or four wins in the last two seasons alone because of dumb coaching decisions and trying to go all all for it. And that's just something they missed the playoffs last year because of, because of it. And this year he played conservative in the second half against the Dolphins, which ended up getting them that loss. And then this past weekend. Against a solid Bills team, number one, he lets them come back from down 20 to 3. Given it took three quarters to get there, but the Bills made it happen. And with four minutes left in the game, instead of kicking a chip shot field goal to go up by three and putting the pressure on the Bills, he decides to go for it on fourth down on a team that had all the momentum the Bills did. They, he ends up getting picked off in the end zone, Lamar does. And all Josh Allen needs to go down and do is get, is get about 50 to 60 yards in five minutes of game action and kick a field goal to win. As a coach, you need to put the pressure on the other team. You need to take points, especially late in games. I'm fine going for it early to set a tone. But when you have none of the momentum in your favor, you need to take points where they're at. You need to put pressure on the opposing team. And he just didn't do that. And that was one of the poorest coaching decisions that I've seen of the season and possibly of my life. He's just... He's been getting riskier and riskier as his tenures went on, and I think that's because he hasn't been able to win anything lately. So, okay. he needs to be on the hot seat. The Ravens are a solid team, and I think with a smarter head coach, they're, they're a better team than they are now. Uh, okay. Well, that was a long-winded way of saying that Harbaugh should be fired. Okay. Fuck Harbaugh. Yeah, I don't like either of them, so I agree with you. Like I said, I'm not going to argue about it. I hate the Ravens, anything that causes them misery, which I guess to your point, I would actually say keep him because he causes them misery. So maybe I am against that's you. Also, that's yeah. also fair. Okay, so uh, just I want to give each one lock that we really like, uh, whatever league we want to, just to give them something, give the people something. I am going to be hammering Tennessee minus three this weekend at LSU. That is kind of my big lock. No, what do you have? Um, so I was gonna say our play tonight, but since the podcast won't release until tomorrow, I'm not gonna not gonna say that. Yeah. Um, my big play of the week, and I think everyone's just hating on 
Arkansas kind of for no reason right now. I know they've lost back-to-back games, but I don't want to give up hope on them too soon. Um, this Mississippi State team's okay. Don't get me wrong. They're ranked top 25 now. Arkansas plus 9.5. That's a lot of points against the Mississippi State team who really hasn't played anyone but A&M. Um, give me Arkansas. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here first. Me and Noah, you know, hit us up on our socials. It's Sticky Sports Eye. Pretty much just look that up. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We will keep posting. We've had a positive start to the month betting-wise. We're going to keep trending in that direction. Um, Thank you guys again. You guys are awesome for listening. Noah, close us out. We just love and appreciate every single one of you guys that are listening here. Jump in on the Sticky Six this weekend if you haven't been able to get into it. Yes. Get yourself some money. We had some winners last week. We had some winners last week, so keep that in mind. Yep. Uh Hey, get those picks in. Enjoy this weekend of football. And enjoy the fall weather, all right? All right, let's ride that gravy train. Bye, guys. Ride that gravy train. Thank you.